speak your word. Unadulterated, undiluted, fresh from the oven, and let your people be inspired by your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. We've been doing the, the God giving ideas series, and it's been a blessing even to me as a speaker. And I know that today's own is going to be a blessing. I'm speaking on what I call the ideas cycle. The ideas cycle. We have already defined what an idea is. And we have said that when God made our minds or our brain in such a way that when your eye sees a problem and your ear hears a problem, your mind triggers a solution. That solution your mind triggers is what we call an idea. Okay? It's what we call an idea. So everybody has some amount of ideas. But whether your idea is workable or not is, is, is what we are trying to establish. I've spoken about for the four stages of idea, the worrying stage, the thinking stage, the innovation stage, and then the invention stage. Today, I want to go back to it and look at the cycle of ideas. And last Sunday, I spoke to you about the 10 people who go through problems and how they generate ideas and how your personality can influence the ideas you generate. Now, today, I want to look at the ideas cycle, the four levels of ideas. Amen. And people are coming to see me and they are getting very inspired. And people are ready to run with ideas. But now, allow me to talk about the ideas cycle. Here are the ideas cycle. Inspiration, incubation, innovation, invention. Everybody say that would be number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Let's say it louder. The most important level of ideas is the inspiration level it is crucial it is crucial this is where god comes in this is the initiation of inspiration this is where god initiates you into the world of ideas amen this is where divinity visits your brain are you here with me where divinity actually touches your brain. And suddenly, there is a sudden idea. There is a sudden concept in your mind. So what is inspiration? What is inspiration? Inspiration is the process of being mentally stimulated to do or feel something, especially to do something creative or a sudden brilliant or sudden idea. So at the level of inspiration, what happens is that there is a sudden, just a sudden idea, boom, comes into your mind. 
or your brain is stimulated to be creative. But here, in Job 32 verse 8, the Bible says that there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. This is crucial. There is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. This is where God comes in. See, one, there is a spirit in man. Now, why did Job start talking about the spirit in man? Because that is where God communicates with you. So now God begins to communicate with your spirit and then suddenly an understanding hits your mind. Suddenly. It is called illumination. Now, let me take it a bit further. In theology, I just defined the English definition of inspiration. But the theological definition of inspiration is simple. The breath of God. Where God breathed upon you or into you. And note that there have been two major breaths or three major breaths in the Bible. Anytime there's going to be a major assignment, God breathed. Number one, when he created man, he breathed into him the breath of life and man became a living soul. You remember? Now when Jesus was sending his disciples, he breathed on them and that was their first mission. Now the third breathing of God is when the Holy Ghost was coming on the day of Pentecost. There was a mighty rushing wind. That was the breath of God. But there's a fourth breathing. The fourth breathing is the day that God visited your spirit and gave you a thought. Are you here? It's called the individual breath from God. Like since we started this series, there are some of you, whilst I'm speaking, God will just visit you and breathe on you. And suddenly, suddenly, the confusion in your mind is suddenly giving way to clarity. There is a spirit in man and the inspiration of God giveth him understanding. Given who understands, it gives your spirit understanding. You see, the brain you can see, but the mind you cannot see. The mind is a spirit. After the brain, it's an organ. You can see it. But doctors can work on your brain, but they cannot work on your mind. The mind is for God to inspire. Are you here? When you have a problem, doctors work on your brain. Madness is not in the mind, it's in the brain. Are you here with me? Confusion is in, more in the brain than it is with the mind. Listen, when God wants to take you to the next level, he comes to you and breathes upon you. May somebody receive an inspiration. By the time we conclude this series in our last session, may God breathe on somebody here. May your spirit and his spirit come into contact. You know Let me show you is you running and somebody ran, the two of you come and you hit each other. You know, you, you bump into each other. It's called impunim When the spirit of God and your spirit, what impunim When there is an impunim between your spirit and the spirit of God, it's called an inspiration. It's called inspiration. And when inspiration comes, there is an understanding. And I've said that. Understanding is the interpretation your mind gives the things your eye sees and your ear hears. There is a two levels of understanding. The physical understanding and the spiritual understanding. And the spiritual understanding is the one God gives you. There is a sudden opening. Opening. And you know that this is what I have been waiting for. This is what I was created to do. This is what I have been praying for. This is what I have been fasting for. May God breathe on somebody's brain. Amen. May God inspire somebody here today. So the first level, second level is called 
incubation. When God gives you an idea, what happens? Every living thing goes through period of preparation, a period of waiting. When I was growing up, my big brother was my hero. So he started secondary school at Osei Tutu Secondary School in Kumasi. And they were doing agric science. So when he came home, he's also a very he's a speaker like me. He likes talking, sharing ideas. Because our father was a teacher. All of us are teachers. So we like sharing ideas. So he comes home and calls his friends and begins to tell them about agric. And then tells them that when you plant something, he was telling how to get a manure. And he said that, especially at the refuse dam site, when you plant something there, it will come very fast. So I heard him, I heard him telling my, this is what teach about manure, you know, fertile lands. So the next morning, I took corn and went to the refuse dam site opposite our house and planted the corn. Then the following day in the morning, I went to see whether the corn had started coming. I didn't see anything. So I dug where I planted it and saw that the thing was there. So I covered it again and went to the next day. I went again, nothing. I dug it, the thing was still there. The other day, I went again. Then I got discouraged. I remember saying my brother was lying. But see, what my brother did not tell us was that anything that is planted goes through what we call dormancy period. Any seed goes through dormancy period. That is when the seed has to die. Then when it dies, it can now, because the seeds have coatings around it. You see, so the, the, the earth has to break through, reduce, remove all those coatings, and then it can now help you to germinate. I was not ready, I was not patient enough to go through my dormancy period. Ideas are like that. Sometimes you have an idea, you think the idea is dead. In fact, most of the ideas I had in my prayer when I was a young Christian are the same ideas I'm implementing today. It might not have the same name, but it is the same in content. So the things that occurred to you that you wrote down some years back, go back to them again. It's, only, it's not a useless thing. It has not gone it doesn't mean it won't work, but it is going through its dormancy period. And that is called incubation. You are incubating the idea. Are you here with me? You are incubating the idea. So sometimes you think that, uh, sometimes some people don't want to think again because the last time I thought about something, nothing happened, and I thought about something again, and nothing happened, and this time I'm not even going to waste my, my head thinking. It's simple. You simply do not understand the processes. There is first the inspiration, Second, there is the incubation period. The incubation period is a very, a very important period. Let me show you something. When the eagle lays eggs, it takes the eagle 35 days to hatch. When the pigeon lays eggs, it takes 18 days to hatch. When the chicken lays eggs, it takes 22 days. Parrot, 31 days. Turkey, 28 days. Hippopotamus. When they conceive, when they have a seed, it takes at least 250 days. Elephants, 645 days. 645 days. Elephants, when they get pregnant, two years. Two years for elephants. And when you look at the thing, it looks like the bigger you are, the longer it takes. 
So the bigger your brain, the bigger your idea, the longer it takes for the idea to manifest. So somebody's idea might be working out. Don't be discouraged. Yours is bigger. Ah, my dog gets pregnant and in 70 days they have baby. So you don't have, if I am raising dogs and you are raising elephants and my dogs are giving birth in 70 days, don't say, God, why? Because one elephant birth is more than thousand dogs. And what you will get in that elephant is amazing. So your ideas may be delaying, but if you don't have the understanding that ideas go through incubation period, you may, you may, you may be like a woman who is pregnant on the fifth month and saw another woman giving birth. When the woman has reached the ninth month and say, why has mine delayed? Then me too, I'm going to labor what I'm going to force myself. You see, what you do is that you will kill yourself and you will kill your baby because your time is not yet up. I, 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 are you here with me? Because your time is not yet up. And if you don't wait for your time and you push your ideas, it will die. Okay, listen. When babies are about five months and all those things and you born them, they die. You know why? Because their loins and things and organs are not developed to be able to take in the oxygen and all the things around the environment. So God keeps them in the womb until everything is developed and well built before they are removed. What they come out. And when they come out into the environment, they are able to withstand the environment and stay strong because everything, dog, am I, am I saying the right thing? Your heart can now breathe on its own. Take in oxygen. But if you are five months old and you come out, your heart might not be ready for that. So before an idea is introduced into an environment, that idea should be able to take on the robustness of the environment. That's why incubation is important. When I got the idea to train people, I knew I would have a university. But I knew that if I started the university in 2004, it wouldn't have worked. I didn't have offices. I didn't have any. But for training organization, I didn't need an office. I didn't need accreditation. So I gave myself seven years. I said, by the seventh year, by the seventh year, I'll become an investor. So I incubated the university idea by working on training and development. Are, are you here with me? So I'm not saying that when you are incubating your idea, it means that don't do anything. Why it means that you are growing the idea in your womb. Before you introduce it, you introduce it outside the womb. You are growing it in your mind before it is introduced. Most of the times when I tell people I want to do something, they say, hey, it's so sudden. Zebra, zebra, when zebra, zebra gets pregnant, 365 days. You must wait for one year. Do you get it? So God knows everything he does. So, so when somebody wants to bluff you, you say, you are a dog, or me, I'm an elephant. That's why yours has come early. When my cast out, you will see. My baby elephant would be like your mature dog. You, you get it? So I will start from where you matured. Your maturity level is my starting level. You, you, you get what I mean? So don't give up on any inspired thought. Don't give up on them. Don't say it won't work. Don't say if it will work, it would have come on. Like you went for election, you didn't win. It's an inspired thought. You, have, you are nurturing it. Keep on. Keep on. The next election, go again. If we're a believer, you are different too. Especially a believer that prays and is faithful and is loyal to God and is serving in church and is not a rebellious believer and it understands spiritual principles and you are there, you are moving precepts upon precepts, line upon line, hearing from God, walking with God, moving with God, and you know that you are right with God, you have not soiled your garment and you are walking with God. You just take one prayer on your knee. I was just reading about Elijah when the Bible said, and Elijah prayed again. And Elijah prayed again, and the heavens opened. And the Lord told me, he 
people have to pray again and again and again for the heavens to open. You see, you'll be praying. You'll be praying. You don't know when the heavens will open. But all you have to do is to keep praying again. It's not a crime to pray on the same topics again and keep praying again. When you get to that point where you say that, I am tired of praying on this same thing. I am tired of praying on this same thing. Do you know all my prayer topics about church? When I'm going to pray, those of you around me, when we go on retreat, there's only one prayer topic I pray about church. You will build your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. That's my prayer. When I'm praying for church, I say, God, I have not built a church. You said you will build a church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. If I build a church, the gates of hell shall prevail. But if you build a church, the gates of hell shall not prevail. So build your church. And I prayed on this topic for more than 20 years. You get what I mean? So sometimes I have to pray again and pray again and pray again and pray again before the heavens will open. Don't give up on ideas too soon. You have to be patient. Look at the next scripture. James chapter 5 verse 7. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. Patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rain. Patience will help your ideas to mature and grow. So what you have to do is that keep working, keep working, keep working, keep working, keep working, keep praying about it. Keep believing that it will come to pass. Keep believing in it that I heard from God. This is something God has given me. It shall happen. Nothing will pass through your brain if God will not give you the grace to do it. It's simple. There are things that will never pass through my brain because I can't do it. But the things God has placed, the skills in me, the ability in me, the grace on me to do it, it will pass through my brain. Write them down. Pray. Keep on pushing. Keep on pushing. Your brain has the capacity to do more than 10 things at a time. Some people will say, you are rushing, you know, today you say you are doing this, tomorrow you say you are doing that. I used to be there. You're listening to the Pleasant Word broadcast with Bishop Gideon T.T. Fair, brought to you by The Pleasant Place, the church with pleasant people. Experience the life-transforming ministry of Bishop Gideon Yofi Titi Ofer at the Pleasant Word Service. One service, one preacher, one church in two places. First service at the Pleasant Place World Trade Center behind the British Council, Accra, from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Second service at the Pleasant Place Spinters Road opposite Unibank Basket Bus Stop from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. Call 0264-133-333. 0264-133-333. Success is making complex things simple. In his book, Common Sense Principles, Bishop T.D. O'Fair shares little ideas that simplify success. The people that move our world and the people that are revolutionary and the people who are doing tomorrow's things today. These are people who have seen ahead moved ahead and are staying ahead of their competitors if you want to win if you want to win think about tomorrow don't worry about tomorrow get a copy now please call 026-413-333 for more details the next level is innovation the next level is innovation see innovation is the gradual introduction of your idea into the environment okay now, in every environment, there are two things you will find. Ideas killers and idea stimulants. For instance, Joseph's brothers were ideas killers. Joseph was not innovative enough to identify ideas killers. So he went to introduce his ideas to ideas killers. 
And then in any environment, there's what we call idea stimulant. Like the car bearer was an idea stimulant for Joseph. Idea stimulant is anything, anybody, any situation, any circumstance that can help your ideas become fruitful. And God in his own wisdom will place idea stimulants without removing the idea scalers. Because there is no testimony if God takes off all the idea scalers and leaves only idea stimulants. So here is the thing. You see, you always have to study your environment and see all the ideas scale and then manipulate the situation and maneuver in a way to avoid the idea scalers and take advantage of the idea stimulant. That's what we call innovation. You see, innovation is a vehicle that takes your ideas from the ideas world into the world of reality. When you are not innovating, you cannot. Here is what I did. When I got the idea to start a trading organization, the major idea scaler for me was money. And the major idea stimulant for me was pastors because that was where that was my comfort zone. So I wanted to start the whole thing from my comfort zone. So here's what I did. I avoided to take a step that would let me look for plenty money at the time or else it will kill the idea. So I came out with a three-day training program called Modern Management for Pastors. One, I knew where to get the pastors. So I didn't have to do major advertisement. So I avoided the issue of paying for the uh, mega advert. So I went from pastors association to Bible schools and all those things, collected data and wrote letters to them. Then I borrowed 500 Ghana CDs from a friend, used 250 to buy this thing. But what I wanted to do, somebody would have been looking for 10,000 or 50,000 or 500,000 to start. But I knew that money could kill it. So I didn't let money become a major thing. I made money to become the least thing I needed to take off. Then I went to a hotel and based on powerful negotiation skills, I was able to convince the manager to allow the first day to run so I can pay him the next day. But I didn't have the money to pay. I told him, listen, I'm bringing a conference of pastors and they will use your facilities after I've done it. I'm printing 10,000 handbills. So I'm advertising for, I'm doing half page, advertising, daily graphic. You need a conference room to run. So I didn't go to a hotel that would not need me. I went to a hotel that would need me. I didn't have to go to like a big hotel, come to Moving Pick. If you come to Moving Pick and you tell them, I'm going to run a conference, I'll bring people here. The woman who are already there is booked. I went to a hotel that needed that words. First day of Pastor's By the time I paid the hotel, paid the loan I took with 10% interest, I had 1,600 Ghana cities profit. And that's how I built a whole university. Bought properties, bought all those things. Because I knew I was innovative, you know, one, to identify my comfort zone to start from, two, to identify the people, three, to identify the venue. And I didn't have an office, and I didn't need an office. But most of the people who wanted to meet me, I went to meet them in their offices. But it was when I finished everything that I noticed I didn't have a telephone. I went to the hotel to negotiate, that give me a conference there. I'll bring one person to sit here, direct all their phones. And the hotel did. Because my negotiation, I went to Katamata to buy some suits. I owned it very, very well, and I looked like a CEO and got some um, complimentary card and went in there and negotiated well. When you study the parable of Jesus, those who were hired in the morning and those who were hired in the evening, Jesus was teaching us about negotiation. Negotiated very well and got everything. If you saw my catamanto suit, oh, I should have kept all these suits. I gave them out. So that's, I mean, sometimes I would come and show them to you. And that was it. At the time, money was the killer. I managed to make sure money was not going to be the reason why I won't be there. If you're starting a company, you want to go and get the biggest um, office. When, in fact, most companies started running from home. Some of the biggest companies 
started running from home because anybody who is a smart businessman does not allow money to be a killer to an idea. In fact, ideas must not chase money. Money must chase ideas. So anytime you have an idea and you are chasing money with the idea, it means that you are doing it wrongly. You are not being innovative enough. Are you here with me? You are not being innovative enough. So think big, but start small. It's an innovative advice. Finally, my friends, finally, invention. Invention is simple. When you have gone through all these things, the result is invention. The tangibility of your ideas. Where you can point to this, this idea, this is an idea I did, this is an idea I did. I speak upon you that you become an inventor. Amen. That God will help you to go through all these things and become an inventor. I speak, I speak that you don't not talk about ideas, but your ideas will become a reality. I command that upon you in Jesus' name. It is done. You are covered. It is done. Your bishop has spoken. I have a covenant with God. The words of my mouth will not fall to the ground. I raise, I raise inventors from here. Inventors from here. Inventors from here. Your idea will become a reality. It is done in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you for coming to church. We're grateful for tuning in to the Pleasant Word broadcast with Bishop Gideon Titi Ofer, brought to you by the Pleasant Place Shifo Chapel, the church with pleasant people. Find the Pleasant Place on the Spintus Road, Basket Bus Stop, near Unibank. Dial 0264-133-333-0264-133-333 for more information.